And then it's on to the tour that will convince you forever that the future is truly in the past. Hello there. Welcome to our little trans-dimensional joyride, folks. I'm Dr. Seeker, your friendly controller and a heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Josie Show. I mean, I'm sorry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Carousel Project. We are back. We are better than ever, and we are so excited to be here. It has been so long since we've been together recording, and we could not be more thrilled to have the band back together. As always, I am just one of your lovely hosts, Josie Maida, and you can find me on Instagram at Josie Maida. And I am Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Yeah, you yeah, can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that became a thing, but it just feels wrong. I feel like we need to it. harmonize it next week. Like yeah, the three of us yeah, just yeah, need to <laughs> Okay, so this week's question of the week is drum roll what is your favorite DAC attraction because today we are talking about the opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom and whenever we talk about an opening it's like super (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're doing great so unexpected honestly it would never have expected that from Kate but I love it I love it we love a wild Kate anytime we get to talk about the opening of a park it is super fun it is super exciting because that's such a huge moment in theme park history anytime a park opens so yes what is your favorite DAC attraction and go Kate I know yours is it's tough to be a bug wait I just need to let everybody know if it's tough to be a bug if you don't like if it's tough to be a bug then you should keep that's that to yourself. that's embarrassing and on a separate unrelated note I hate it's tough to be a bug so I'm not gonna keep it to myself um I feel like the obvious favorite attraction would be Expedition Everest which I will say Miss Miss Girl is amazing but I'm gonna go with an opening day attraction that always has my heart and my voice when I scream the entire time. Dinosaur, a.k.a. Countdown to Extinction. A.k.a. Sponsored yeah. by McDonald's. Yeah, a.k.a. Sponsored by McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite attraction is because like you said, Expedition Everest is kind of like that obvious. I love yeah. the Nemo show. Oh, I love the so food good. in DAC. Oh, Flight of Passage is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, another obvious one, I feel oh, like. Right. It, it well, was, I think my yeah. favorite thing right now is where you can, is is in Dino Land, where that whole area with the carnival games. Oh, I yeah. think they have done We've such a good job. We've spent some money there. We have spent some money there, <laughs> but they have done such a good job of theming that, and that goes to the carnival prizes. The little plushies. They're the so cute. The little plushies that are all themed to, okay, so... We are in HOE for a cute plush. I finally got one. So I love Isn't it this so tricer- cute? It's a Triceratops, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. So for a Triceratops, Triceratops spin. Yes. It's the, the little dinosaur. It looks just like the one on the ride with the little stars yep. on it. It's little smirk. It is mm-hmm. so cute. There's a picture of it, me and it, and my, my pure nephew. joy reaction to getting one on my Instagram, at Josie Maida, um, because basically <laughs> what had happened was I have been trying to get one for like two years. On the VIP tour we went on for my birthday two years ago, I tried to get one lost and have been multiple times since and have lost. The only time I ever won one of those games was when I was playing for somebody else before they had these dinosaurs. Um, so Kate and I went we went on this awesome girls trip awesome weekend and we were in the park just the two of us the other girls had all left and I tried to win one Kate was so gracious and bought me a couple game coupons and I lost all of the games like every single game there was this little girl next to me who literally her family had like seven plushies everything she literally in one game won four plushies I'm not I'm not exaggerating in the one where you throw the balls in the one where you throw the balls into the cups and there's four balls she literally, I think there's five wow. balls. I think she missed one. Oh, once. yeah, you're right. Probably but literally five. she but went still. for, anyway, the guy, and the cast member. And then she beat you in the other game. Yeah, And she, she got did. another she one. Came, she I thought she was going to give it to you because she knew you wanted the She toy. literally followed me from game to game yes. and whooped my ass at every single game. Adam, there's your explicit. Um, and so <laughs> I basically. <Crap>. Noted. <laughs> Kate, um, 
the guy <laughs> felt bad for me. The cast member felt bad for me because literally 200%. before the last game, I was like, I feel so anxious right now. And he was like, why? And I was like, because this is so ridiculous that I'm an adult and I have tried to win this stupid plushie for two years and like the universe just won't let me have it. So that cast member was amazing. And I mm-hmm. like literally every time I see it sparks joy sparks yeah. joy yep the smirk, oh it's amazing the smirk is so freaking cute it's, 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 it's a smirk for me it has the disney's animal kingdom on its paw so i don't know that is yeah. really a win for me right now my iguanodon is really cute is adorable too. and the fact that they made the plushies look like something out of the park i wish right. they did more of that i think the first time they had a win with that and you guys know i love merchandise and i'm going off on a tangent at this point but when they had the chip and dale plushies with the costumes Ooh, on yep, yep, with the yep, dinosaur yep, costumes yep. on just like i got they were, those oh my i God, still so want cute. them they're so cute i want cute. them too and i'm like i don't need them but i think i'm gonna crack because they're literally the cutest i'm eventually plushies. gonna get them i think i'm also gonna get the donald in mexico they're so cute i think they just recently also did the donald in mexico like the donald plushie <gasps> in with his the mexico garb yep. i saw i saw it in somebody's backpack at Epcot and was like, oh my gosh, I need that because it no. reminds me of my favorite picture ever of Pasquale when he was playing yes, the Coco Pasquale. show. Shout out Pasquale. And shout out to Pasquale. Um, and I thought it was an old plushie and then I saw multiple people with them and I was like, oh, this is not old, it's new. Yeah, so no. I need to get one of those before the cast member 40% off. Donald somewhere. is number one. I yeah, I, so I love that. Bad. So anyway, I think right now my favorite thing in Animal Kingdom, my favorite attraction would be all of like the Dino Land games and the photo booth. And I just think it's so fun and so cute for parents and for kids. Which is interesting because that area is currently under refurbishment. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not in a good place for the majority other than the I wonder what they're going to put in because I hated that ride. I hated it too. I hated it too, but I... I appreciated that there was a ride there. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there right. isn't one, and I liked that, the, that it was like a parody of dinosaur. I thought that was fun. But um, anyway, I thought that was cute too. I just hate any of those cat and mouse roller oh, coasters. Yeah. I feel like yeah, they're, they're like, so bad. I hate them. So crappy. So I hope they put, I feel like there's enough space there for something. They got to be doing yeah. something. Why would they just take out a ride to do nothing? Right? I know. That's what I'm thinking. I, yeah. I want right. to know what they're going to do. So Adam, so so far, Dino Land and Dino Land for us. What about <laughs> I mean, Adam? I was going to go with the obvious trifecta is Triceratops spin because how could you top that? <laughs> I mean, clearly much better than Flight of Passage or anything else. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I I love Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best things Disney's ever done. But I have absolutely no connection to Avatar because Same. I haven't seen that movie and I what? do not care to see that movie. <gasps> it's so good. At all. What I you just, guys have never seen Avatar? No, I've never they seen Avatar. Okay, that might be too but explicit for me to tangent. say. Tangent. I was gonna do I'm it. Gonna, do it. They have, they make love with their ponytails. Well, <laughs> you're really not selling me anymore. I'm sorry. The, the more you know. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know how else to describe that, but it's a good movie. Like it's a really good movie. I can't believe neither of you have ever seen it. No. So it's funny. So good. Random thing about. I mean, Avatar, um, the truck that Nick bought from his dad, um, in the truck, he kept the movie Avatar in the DVD player to show how great the picture was on the DVD player in the backseat. I remember that's you telling what I me think that when I was in the truck. The mo- for the movie Avatar, because my father-in-law was just like, it's such a great picture quality. Look at Avatar on this, on this DVD Look at player. Avatar on this little four and a yeah. half screen. <laughs> that's a $200 plasma screen TV, babe. <laughs> Good luck paying me back on your $0, zero dollars a year salary, salary plus zero benefits, dollar benefits, babe. babe. We might have to cut that. That was just insanity. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's uh That's us. The, I think it's the, part of it. So you're going with Flight of Passage, Adam? No, I don't know I don't because know. I love it, but I also don't have any connection to it at all. Like, that's what makes I it hard love, for me. Like, yeah. I love the right. ride, but I don't feel an emotional connection. I do right. maybe. Okay, so I do love Everest, even though, again, that seems like an obvious option. Oh, I option. love Everest. But... but I do have a very emotional connection to Expedition Everest. When I was in fifth grade, Expedition Everest was opening, and it was all over every Disney Channel, like oh, in yeah. every Disney Channel commercial segment in between the shows. That would be something. And I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, my family is so poor, I'm never going to get to go on Expedition Everest. I'm never Aww. in my life going to get to ride Expedition Everest because my family is poor and we're never going to be able to afford to go to Disney World. And that same year, my best friend went to Disney World. She literally got like 
a Yeti plushie, a t-shirt that said she survived Everest. Like girl was decked out in Expedition Everest gear. And I remember I was so jealous and it was such a crazy moment for me when I moved here and got to go on it whenever I wanted. And then even crazier for me when I brought that same best friend from fifth grade, I brought her to Disney when she came to visit and I brought her on the ride. We're still best friends. She's been my best friend since fifth grade. Um, Wait, you have other friends? Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, Kate, I think you and I have to leave the podcast. Oh, yeah. What? That's fine. The Josie show will Awkward. go on. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. true. Well, I will say my favorite attraction ever at DAC doesn't exist anymore. It was Defunct. a stage show called Tarzan Rocks. And oh it's my in, God. it was in the theater that is now where the or was where the Nemo show is, but it was an outdoor theater mm. at the time, Ooh. and it had roller it had monkeys on rollerblades, it had Tarzan swinging, it had music, it rocked. Anyways, look it amazing. up sometime. Um, I love that. Okay, so I. Oh yeah, still. I Adam love. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he we're, still has we're a only kid. 11 minutes in right I know um, right okay so I I absolutely love Kilimanjaro Safari and I love the fact that it's different every time you ride but that also could be a detriment because there's sometimes where you hardly see any animals yeah. and I love dinosaur sorry but Kilimanjaro Safari hurts my butt <laughs> fair enough I forget um, about Kilimanjaro Safari. Honestly, my mom me never too. used I'm to like, take us mm. ra- on it. But we went on it last year fan. with her. Yeah, that was a rare thing for Kyle. That was that was for me. She did that for me. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> for you, not for her or Kevin. Um, but I, I again, another thing. I love Dinosaur, but if you compare it to Indiana Jones, oh yeah, Adventure you can't Disneyland, compare it's like it to Indiana Jones. Right? No, you just because can't. It's just the dinosaur is far inferior. Um, oh yeah. You know what? We're gonna go completely off those off script here festival of the lion king is my favorite i love that show there we go there 12 minutes in and you figure it out yeah. i love that show also a defunct thing there but i was in the jammin in the jungle parade or jammin whatever it was called Ooh, i was in that parade so i have a very very hundred years of magic yes i have a very very strong connection to that parade my. i met one of my best friends in the world megan in that parade Wait, so you yeah. have other friends oh Fudge. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite attractions at Animal Kingdom is the sandwich they serve at Club 33. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the cheeseburger pods because I was going to be like, same, honestly. Yes, that's probably Animal my Kingdom. favorite attraction. Yeah, honestly, honestly, Yak and Yeti. Yak and Yeti. I is used my to think attraction. Animal Kingdom, like, I remember I came on a trip in college and was like, Animal Kingdom has the worst food. And that is not true anymore. Like, Animal they, Kingdom well, they really used to stepped up the their fork in game. Yeah. I think yeah, Magic Kingdom has the worst food now, but hey, yeah, Magic Kingdom does have the worst. Food. We are so we should do we should food. do a whole episode on food. Let us know yeah. on Instagram or in like you know Apple Podcast reviews if you want more episodes on food because I would love to do it. But let's dive in to the opening day yeah. of this beautiful <laughs> wild park, Disney's Animal Kingdom. So they first made the announcement for what was to be called Disney's Wild Animal Kingdom Park on June 20th, 1995. And is that so, what they called it publicly? Wow. Yes, it was it was known as Wild Animal Kingdom. It's so crazy to me when so they make like whack. announcements about a name and then change yeah. them. It's I like know, you guys right? didn't think about it in all those meetings you had before you announced it to the world. Well, especially like this was 3 almost 3 years prior to it opening and for them to be like it's going to be called Wild Animal Kingdom, like you said. Um, yeah, there was a special announcement. Um, it, they actually called it Dateline Disney, which I thought was fun since the you know the opening day presentation was Dateline Disneyland at Disneyland. Um, yeah. But yeah, Michael Eisner made the announcement. They had Joe Rohde talking about it on um, you know because he was the main creative um, mm-hmm. director behind it. So yeah, it was announced. In, you know, June of 1995, they would break ground on it in August of 1995, August 4th of 1995. And the park would open on Earth Day 1998, April 22nd, 1998. Which is so cute. How fun. Yeah. And I, I have a special tie to that date because my brother... 
Kevin, his birthday is April 20th, 1998. He was born in 1998. So I always think about how Dak is just two days younger than Kevin. Aww. Yeah. Very sweet. We love Kevin. Always and forever. Forever. But, but uh, yeah, I think it's wild that they, you know, they announced this as Wild Animal Kingdom and then would later end up changing it to just Animal Kingdom. I guess I should have done a little more research into why they dropped Sometimes the they don't tell you why. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember, but I will never forget because I messed up the spelling. They originally, when they came out with the name for Harmonious, it was yes! supposed to be yes! with a capital U-S, like us. Yes. Harmony um, us. us. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. we were told when I was I was working in internal comms at Epcot at that point. So we were very specifically told, like, make sure you have Harmony us in everything. Mm-hmm. And so I put something out and put it up, like printed it out and, and went and poet shared it. And my manager was like, uh, you need to change that because they it's not Harmony us anymore. It's just harmonious. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like it's how did so nobody true. tell me? I this? thought about like, that the uh, I thought about that the other day and, no and I was like, why. does anyone I remember? Said, I was like, why is it now? And she was like, Oh, I don't know. Like they just changed the nomenclature. Just, and just I was happened. like, Okay. But it was so crazy because I was like, Why? That, yeah, for that situation, I think it just came down to like spe- like maybe people not understanding because whenever they announced it, maybe it, they would the make Disney it think Parks people panel, like panel. Yeah, that Harmony the Disney Parks US, panel. Like, you know, exactly. The States, I don't know. Exactly. The whole point was originally supposed to be that it was like togetherness and bringing mm-hmm. together, you know, that's what the us was for. But maybe they realized like this is going to confuse people. They may think it's a abbreviation or, or um, an acronym of some sort or something. So that's so funny you brought that up because I thought about that not even a week ago. Um <laughs> Those are the weird things that Kate and I remember. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize that they started on this project that far back in 1995. Um, I mean, I guess that makes sense since it's like a 500-acre park in comparison to the Magic Kingdom that's only around 100 acres at this point. Um, but, I mean, that was... It was quite an extensive project. Um, and Animal says, Kingdom is huge, which I feel like yes. I always kind of like not forget. But when you go there, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. Like, it is so, so, so big. Right. Everything is so spaced out, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at the other parks and so much is like on top of each other, especially the parks out here. Like I was at Disneyland yesterday and like I know, Kate, you know, we talked about when you were um, when we were there in September, but like especially Fantasyland, like everything is stacked right on top yes. of each other. And at Animal Kingdom, sometimes you're just so walking for like out. a few minutes I totally forgot, to be honest, I totally forgot once that they have that side trail, you know what I mean, where you can walk yeah. through and like see the um, animals. I yes. had like totally, I don't think I've ever been on that trail. It's really nice, but like yeah, on it's purpose. like one of those things that I think you only do if you're, you know, there – if you are local, I feel like it's a great offering mm-hmm. because it truly takes so long if you're going to do it while, you know, you're on vacation. It would definitely take up, but it's beautiful. Like, even for me, like, I, I like animals. I love animals, but they're not, like, my number one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I still like it. And then Rafiki's Planet Watch, you have to take that little train all the way over there. Which is yeah. another thing I haven't done in forever because I forget. I to, did it when they know, were, like, right. closing it because I thought it was yeah. closing for, like, forever. Yeah, I went, like, yeah. one last time. Yeah, that was my first time. <laughs> it was my one last first time. Um... So, yeah, so it opened, and I thought was really cool was in the first thing that I was looking at, they talked about the ABC two-hour primetime special about the making of Animal Kingdom. It was part of the Wonderful World of Disney, like, series, and I thought that was really, really cool. I wish I had time to watch it before this, but I think that gives all of us some homework, readers included. Um, And those are the kind of things that I wish they had, like, on Disney+. Plus. But Kate and yeah. I love watching stuff like that together. I know we watched the one for um, Hollywood Studios, and it was absolutely amazing. Well, I did. Um, I did rewatch the the. It was only an hour long special, the Disney's Animal Kingdom, the fir- the first adventure. 
Um, they pro- well, that's what I was going to say is they must have, I wanted to know what else they had that weekend because, um, you know, the Sabrina episode obviously dropped mm-hmm. that Friday on the 24th, two days after Which was so cool. And we talk and then, about that in our other episode where we talk yes. about sitcoms, but that was huge at the time, especially because it when was. we look back, like Hollywood Studios had been open and there really wasn't that much filmed at Hollywood Studios. Most of the stuff filmed was at... Um, Magic Kingdom, except for the Boy Meets World episode, which was very Epcot heavy. But everything yes. else was really like Magic Kingdom, so it was really cool that they showed... The fact that it was all Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this special aired that Sunday night, so April 26th, four days after um, the park opened. Um, and it aired at 7 p.m. And it says it was an hour, but this one, it was definitely more about um, like what to see and do in the parks. It was hosted by... Um, you know, Michael Eisner, but also Drew Carey. Drew Carey played a big part in it. But it had, you know, we had Tia Taj and Tamara Mowry in it. We had um, Will Friedle. We had Danielle Fischel. Um, They had a little segment from Jane Goodall in it. And um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny was some of the cross promotion that they did within that special. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they they had some musical performances about, you know, like Lion King songs. Like, they had um, Ladysmith, Black, Mambazo perform Circle of Life at the beginning. But then, towards the end, they had another person perform songs from Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, which that movie wouldn't release for another six months. But that was kind of like... That's pretty cool. It was kind of like getting people familiar with the music. I have never heard the name Lady Smith, Black Mambazo, other than right now and in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. I feel like I need to go research (laughs) this person because obviously they're very important and I am unworldly. Literally when I when I when I read the, you know, synopsis for this show, the 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 first adventure, I saw the name and I'm like, wait a minute like from Mean Girls and right. then I look <laughs> and I'm like okay so this is a big deal that How they were there we're like from they were that. performing like on the tree of life like chilling performing circle of life like it was amazing so anyway <laughs> shout out truly to is mean incredible Girls and the fact and- that yes. there's a theater in there is also incredible like every time that blows my mind I Kate I know it blows your mind because you love it <laughs> it's a, it's such a shame because the the one and only time I experienced it's tough to be a bug I went for the excitement of the fact that they fit a theater inside of the Tree of Life, like mm-hmm. that is why I went. Kind of like also, why, I love. Wait, when was the last life. time you did? It's tough to be a bug. It was I one and only. was seven. Wait, you haven't done it. It was since? my seventh birthday. Yeah. Wait, you ha- I went on my seventh. Okay, birthday. so if you haven't done it since, I feel like we need to do it again on your next trip. Oh, I'm definitely doing it again because I kind of have a agreement with some friends on TikTok that I would do it uh, again when t- I hit her 10K. Her other friends, her other friends, guys. <laughs> yeah, what so is I this guess nonsense? We all have she can't do it with me because she has other no, friends. No, we could totally do it. Just know I will cry, so it'll be fine. You probably won't. It's really not as bad as an adult because I do, that is one of the only things I, I, I remember about I saw footage of the spider's falling from the ceiling. <laughs> yes, and that enough trick me. Like, I don't like, like spiders. I just close my eyes. Yeah. I've never seen I've never seen it at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I only saw it at um, when it was out here at DCA. Oh, I didn't know um, it was I mean, at it's the DCA. same show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, Wasn't they it an it for... opening day attraction at DCA I, as well? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think it oh, was. Oh, DCA. The which things is that wild. you had is an opening attraction. <laughs> I know. Um, Every time I walk through that park, I'm just like looking around like, what happened to this place? Like, I just, it's so bizarre. It's so like, different. The transformation. And also, did you see that they announced today that for dca's version of food and wine they're bringing back soaring over california i, I did, did and that. i'm so jealous yeah. you know that they do that every once in a while and i feel like it's yeah. normally for they did it in 2019 and yeah, i was they happy do i got to see years. it it's then. because they know it's going to be so crazy busy that they like pull some people over with that so i, right. I yeah yeah I, I do miss that well the only reason i feel like i'm still not going to enjoy it's tough to be a bug is because um honey i shrunk the audience i saw that a few times as a kid and then i went and watched it again like probably the last year it was open i was much older so i should not have still been afraid of it and it still scared the crap out of me like the lion part the rats at your feet the snake like it still freaked me out so that's the only reason why i feel like no matter how much i love flick and the movie <laughs> A Bug's Life. I'm not going to enjoy I want to watch A Bug's Life. 
It's such a good movie. Is Kevin a Bugs Life fan? I know he likes B-movie a lot, but does he venture into the other insect-based So I don't uh, think animation? he's seen a Bugs Life in a while. I may need to put that in his rotation because he enjoys Pixar films, but I, I that one hasn't come up for him. Yeah, um, I, was that, I don't even think he knows it exists. Like, I don't wow. think he's seen it since it was on VHS. Probably. What? Well, segueing back into opening day stuff, did you guys <laughs> know that It's Tough to Be a Bug is one of the only attractions at Disney that had the attraction exist before the movie it was based on was released? Really? Oh. Yeah, so It's Tough to Be a Bug opened with opening day in april of 1998 but the film would not release until november of 1998 i did not so, know that that's crazy yes. oh, crazy and that's so like, guests are like, watching this experience not even knowing these characters yet which that's is kind crazy of cool. and that's also like a huge when we talk about again we always go back to like the promotional the marketing that is mm-hmm. really really cool because what a way to promote like this new park there's this cool new experience if you've been seeing commercials for this movie you can have an actual yeah. experience with it in the park but then also right. you haven't seen the movie yet so make sure now you had this experience in the now park you have to go make see sure the movie. yeah now you have to go see the movie because you know how are you going to like not see the movie um so i think that's pretty cool what a good idea i thought so too because i didn't realize that until i was researching for the blog i did about this and i i realized that wow that that attraction is older than the movie itself but um so opening day lands this is kind of interesting since like the names have changed for some of these lands over the years but the main one that stands out is safari village because safari village doesn't exist anymore that's now discovery island um so that that that's like i said discovery island today it started out as safari village and i saw that too and i was wondering like did it open as safari village or did did. they just call it okay so i didn't know if it was like the same thing as like they called animal kingdom another name but they never opened it as that you know what no, I mean? so it was it did not become Discovery Island until um, 1999. So about a it, it was either a year or within the year. Yeah, um, they changed the name, and it was because they hadn't closed Discovery Island, the actual island yet. Which but is once they closed it, they ended up naming Safari Village Discovery Island in honor of what once was. What once was. I always forget that Discovery Island was like a thing. Yes, because it's been closed Mm -hmm. for so long But also I feel like everyone is so obsessed with River Country, plug for a River Country episode, that everyone is always so obsessed with River Country that I'm shocked that people don't talk about Discovery Island more. Maybe because you couldn't like see it as much. I don't know. I think it's because it's so, it, it doesn't really have the presence as far as like structures and stuff that River Country did. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy to point out. I know that there have been like urban explorers who have gone back in the past few years mm-hmm. and walked around there. And, you know, you can see how overgrown everything is. But, you know, those animals ended up getting moved to Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's what ended up happening. Um, so they're still, they still ended up being a part of Disney when it closed. But, um, so it had the Oasis, that was that's the entrance of the park, that still exists. Safari Village, that's now Discovery Island. Camp Mini Mickey, which that was supposed to be a very temporary land until they were going to be able to open Phase 2, which would become Beastly Kingdom. And where is Camp Mini Mickey? Where is that now? So that's, that's Pandora. 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 <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that was like... So when I say camp, yeah, when I say camp, Minnie Mickey was like temporary, like it was not, it was supposed to be there maybe like a year, two years, three but years. But did it stay all the way up until up Pandora? sticking around. Oh yeah, till 2014. Because mm-hmm. I don't really remember the, the parks during that time, so. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't really anything. It was um, some character meet and greets maybe, and then they had Festival of the Lion King started yes. out over there, and they used to have a Pocahontas show, but... Yeah, so it before they moved Vessel Lion King over to the Africa area, that's where it originally yep. was. But yeah, it was supposed to be very temporary, very minimal land. Um, Beastly Kingdom obviously never came to be. So Camp Minnie Mickey stuck around from 1998 till 2014. 
Um, and it was there probably, for a long time. probably it was still there for a little while after that because they were probably doing the groundbreaking behind that area, maybe, right. you know, for Pandora. But. Yeah. Cause it definitely wasn't as far back, like on yeah. that long walkway. Cause I, the first two times I went to Walt Disney world in 2011 and 12, I saw mm-hmm. festival of the lion King in the camp mini Mickey, oh, okay. mini Mickey section. And then I remember, you know, seeing there was closing. I'm like, wait, are they taking away the show? And then they announced. I don't remember how long after they announced that they were just moving it to a different theater. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a favorite attraction at Animal Kingdom if that happened. That's true. I would um, have to pick Triceratops Spin for real. Imagine. And then they had Dino Land USA, which that's still the same today. But the biggest change is the fact that it's no longer sponsored by McDonald's because when that land opened... It was, you know, the first full land to be sponsored by a company and quite a company to be sponsored by McDonald's. Yeah, um, huge. And then Africa is probably the most similar to how it was on opening day. Really, the only major change we would see in that area would be like the expansion of the Harambe market area because it's much bigger now than it was when it opened. Um, and then Asia... Asia technically didn't open until early 1999. If you look at the opening day map, which we will include in the show notes, you can literally see just like the mounds of dirt areas of like construction on the map. Um, All that was actually technically opened in that area was Flights of Wonder and then the Discovery Island riverboats, which we all know was not really a ride it was just like a way to trick people to move around the park um so those were the only two attractions that were open until early 1999 when cali river rapids would open and the i always mess up this name like mahara maharaja maharaja jungle Jungle track so those two would open and then eventually in 2006 expedition everest would open in asia so Wild. Those are the opening day lands. Can we also talk about how um, how there was a huge opening party? Yes. Talk so about it. Michael Eisner and Roy Disney hosted the opening of this park. And you know if it's Mikey, you know it's going to be great. Yeah. So I couldn't find too many details except that there were around 14,000 people there. Celebrities like Michael J. Fox, who was huge at the time, love him. Um, Jane Goodall was there, public figures, travel agents. So like this huge party. And I thought it was really cool that Michael Eisner was there with Roy Disney. Like that is super, right. super, we super cool that. that he was there. What a legacy because Roy deal um Walt really did love animals, you know, so mm-hmm. much and, and did so many works with him and had so many treks and adventures. It would have been really cool to see, you know, what what he would have thought of this park that really it's so crazy to think how far from his like original vision for Disneyland, how that expanded, which is so cool. Right. Um, and I, I think that's really, really cool that they had like this huge event. Um, I mean, I'm kind of offended for you that they did not invite the star of the Josie show. They should at, have. You know, three I know, years she old. She should have been like, on the you, list. You should have been there. I should have been on. I should have been there. The star of the Josie show. <laughs> How could they leave her out? I should have been there with Michael J. Fox, honestly. Um, but I feel like the story is really like I think it was on a couple different like the attraction attractioneering. <sighs> The Imagineering story, but the story about how um, uh, Joe Rohde convinced Michael Eisner to open this park. Yeah, talk about it. With the tiger. So basically, Joe Rohde, who was, you know, the creative executive on this project, he was really, he's really very known for his career in Imagineering and, you know, bringing Animal Kingdom, um, you know, bring that to life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... So he, Michael Eisner, was not really convinced for like an animal kingdom, like how that would turn into a theme park. And to be honest, Mikey boy, I would have been right there with you. Um, and so apparently um, Joe Rody brought a live tiger to one of their yeah. meetings and was like, yeah, how exciting is this fools? You know, exactly. That probably was pretty exciting. Yeah, no, I think basically they were just like, we don't know if this can draw the real audience of like excitement of like live animals. And he was like, bet. Yeah, I know. That was was so cool. Well, um, I was I was looking into like opening day stuff. Mm -hmm. And apparently the first 
guests that walk through the gates got what did they lifetime get? passes Ugh. to Walt Disney World. Lifetime passes. Well, Let's actually, I'm sorry. Her. Lifetime passes to Walt Disney theme parks worldwide. What? So <gasps> they got lifetime passes. To everywhere. Again, to live. Wow. To, not to live because we were all living, but to be able to just... Like, can you imagine if we could go to the parks as often what if as we do people... now back in 98? Like, ugh. But what if it was people who literally were like, we don't care about Disney? Well, okay. Like, that's so... the thing about a random giveaway is you don't know who you're giving this to. It could literally have been people who were like, we hate it here. We're never coming back. Well, here's the 411. There were so many people. <laughs> there were so many Tell people in line. Here's the 411. I talked to them personally. <laughs> so there And here was... they are right now. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> So there, so there were so many people in line on opening day that the officials actually opened the gates at 6 a.m. instead of the 7 a.m. posted opening time, which this is nothing new for Disney because we see that all the time now. now. But my point is there was such a fanfare waiting outside. Um, the first guests to go through the gates were Brenda Herr and her husband, Damon Cheprin of St. Petersburg, Florida, okay. and their son, Devin, and they all slept in their car the night before so they could be the first people there. So I think it's safe to say they, they cared were... about Animal Kingdom. Yeah, seriously, um, <laughs> So but wait, wait, off. they, they slept off. like in they their car. The, the, what Kay and I do and yeah, not sleep not at all the sleep. night before big events. We just showed up. <laughs> yeah, amateurs. Barely, barely alive. Sleep yeah, so I wish so, for the 50th they did something like that. I really do. Uh, like, there I can't even talk about the 50th. There should have been. I can't even talk about the 50th. Absolutely nothing. There should have been. It's really sad. Um, like, the fact that we didn't sleep for 48 hours for that. But like, you know, if we would have slept and we wouldn't have been there, <laughs> they would have like they would have just <laughs> yep. Mickey right. would have you know I don't know given away lifetime passes the first hundred people that were there or something yep. you know it's only because we said Devoted. we are not going right. to sleep we are going to go <laughs> that absolutely nothing happened <laughs> right so um, so apparently seventy five minutes after the park opened, the park reached capacity and the gates were closed again until early afternoon that day. Damn. And the unofficial estimates um for the peak crowds that day were thirty five thousand guests. And um some of the honored guests that we've talked about were Dr. Jane Goodall, but also comedian Drew Carey dressed up in a leopard suit. He was a, a he did a lot of there. stuff for So the funny thing is his Sounds Dangerous show that used to be at MGM Studios mm-hmm. actually debuts on this day, April 22nd, but mm. a year later. So I think that's probably why they were working him into stuff because they knew they had this project in the works with him maybe because he ends up being right. in like TV specials for DCA in t- 2001 and mm-hmm. all this. Like There's like a five-year span where anytime they did these park shows, it was like Drew Carey was hosting. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, they had like a thousand animals that lived there on opening day. The opening Mm -hmm. day images are just gorgeous and look so like just culturally beautiful. And it it is really, really, really cool. Um, There were like 2,000 people there for the grand opening ceremony, which I'm assuming assuming the grand opening ceremony was before. That's normally like a private because if there were only 2,000 people... The park is definitely yeah. That's what than I'm that. thinking. I'm I'm thinking that too because I know that they had cast member sneak previews in late March before it mm-hmm. opened, which must have been so, so cool. Like for a whole mm-hmm. theme park, and I think what's really cool about Animal Kingdom is that there really are not any other parks. Like still, nobody has really done that where there's like zoos that are also like yeah theme parks. Yeah. No, I know. It's 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 wild and it was marketed as a new species of theme park. That was, <laughs> that was the tagline that they did when they opened it, um which I thought was fun. And I think that it's really cool that we can talk about a lot of the marketing when it comes to this because we've already yes. seen so many different examples like the Bugs Life that is huge. We mm-hmm. saw, you know, and we've already talked about what what they did with Sabrina. It wasn't just an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, one of the most important, you know, biggest shows at the time but like right as the park was opening you know what I mean like it really was synced together um you know there are just so many things that I feel like they did to get people ready for this theme park that truly was unlike any other theme park in the world 
One thing that I loved about um, Animal Kingdom at that time that they like kind of set apart from the other parks was that the maps were actually called Adventurers Guides. Yes, I was literally just looking. I at love that. that. Yeah, so I I love that, and I'm gonna include a link to the opening day map in the show notes as well. But I I loved that. Um, you know, they said things like let your adventure unfold like they were really pushing adventure which i think is interesting now since they kind of push the adventure message like live your own adventure over in dhs now like that's Mm -hmm. kind of what they push there but anyway um, yeah now i would think like when i think of animal kingdom i think of the word wild like have a wild time exactly exactly but i don't think as much of like adventure i agree So, yeah, so they were pushing, like, adventure and, like, a new species of theme park, and um, they kept mentioning over and over again, like, imaginary extinct and existing animals, so you know they really, really want to be Beastly Kingdom, Kingdom? because I know you have a ton, I know you have a ton. We're supposed to do a Patreon episode on Beastly (laughs) Kingdom, so I will not be discussing Beastly Kingdom, other than the fact that, yeah, so other than the fact that it was supposed to be where Camp Minnie Mickey was and where Pandora is today. Beastly Kingdom was supposed to cover the um, imaginary portion of animals. And we will get into that on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we are working so hard on getting a Patreon up. As always, life kind of always throws curveballs at one of us, but we will make it happen. We're so excited and we can't wait to share that with you all. We're working on it. We can't wait to, to have it up and ready. But yes, I think it's really cool that the Beastly Kingdom, like you can still see that in the logo the for remnants. Animal Kingdom yeah. with the with the dragon. And it's crazy that mm-hmm. they haven't like taken that out or updated it, but I think it's really cool and that would have been And so like cool. the fact that we still have the unicorn area in the parking lot and they still have the um, dragon head right at the entrance of the park and things like that. Like, yeah, like you said, it's been 23, almost 24 years. They could have... Mm-hmm. You know, taking it out if they wanted to. Switched it up. They have switched Hollywood Studios logo how many times now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I thought that was really really cool. Um. I just want to give McDonald's or whoever the McDonald's marketing person for Dino Land was like a shout out because that was they huge. were doing well. They were doing the most with the advertisements mm-hmm. in there. First of all, they had Happy Meal boxes that were like exclusive for Dino Land. Um, That's amazing. And they were all about like the things that you could do in Dino Land. Yeah. And they had like fun fill in the blank segments and things like that. And as Kate is saying that, I think what I love is that all of the like marketing is so like synced. Like it all goes yes. together. It all mm-hmm. kind of works yes. together. It's all the like, fusion. well, you yeah. love McDonald's and you love Disney. So you have to come to the park to get these really cool one of a kind exactly. boxes. And like you love Sabrina the Teenage Witch and she's like super, super popular and you watch her every week and now she's going to this brand new park and it's not an episode that's coming out weeks later. It's an episode that's coming out that same week. You know what I mean? I just think exactly. they did such a good job with that kind of stuff. So the box, the, so like the McDonald's boxes that they had there, they said like only at Restaurantosaurus on the box. So you knew like you could only get this kind of box there. Would and I they kill had for one like, of those boxes? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So they had like fun facts built in, like the fact that the Brachiosaurus that they have in Dino Land is 40 feet tall. And they're like, that's about 480 hamburgers stacked on top of each other. Like now just fun stuff like that. And then um, on the other side, it had one of those like fill in the blank sentence things where it's like, dear blank, life at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park is dynamite. I've walked, quote, you know, big number miles, eaten 300 pounds of Stego, you know, insert food. It's just like fun stuff. And then they had this one specific poster that they had. Um, I think it was outside of Countdown to Extinction. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be like a movie poster. I love Which when they is do that. great. It's like a vintage um, McDonald's and like the dinosaurs coming for it. And it says like from the McDonald's of time. But then if you look at like the credits of the movie, it's all McDonald's related, like starring Hap P. Meal, Hanover <laughs> D. Fries, I. C. McNuggets. Who gets to? Um, I could never be that clever. That's what I'm saying. Hand over deep fries for the rest of my life. Like, please refer to me as that. Produced by Gordon Arches, like Golden Arches, 
and then presented by prehistoric pictures. Like I was just sitting there looking at this now and I was just like, this, these are so cute. I just feel like they did such a good job and you know, they would be the sponsor for the land until 2008, um, you know, from 1998 to 2008. And such I just, a good partnership. It's so wild to think that there's like really no trace of that today except right? for the whole, you know, the, ketchup mustard, yeah, mustard mayo, mayo situation. Um, yeah, but, Bruce. Yeppers? Did you just say yeppers? Did he just say yeppers? you about yeppers? Because that, now we definitely need an explicit. If he just said yeppers. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say about yeppers? Um, so then I was looking at just like general, like Disney's Animal Kingdom merch slash release stuff. And I found that they had like a six pack of Animal Kingdom Coca-Cola bottles for whenever the park opens. How do they you not have those? They have um, like a Disney's Animal Kingdom Barbie doll and like a safari what? outfit. That is so cute. Yeah, they had. And and you remember for the McDisney partnership, they actually did Shameless a plug for another one of our meal. episodes. Yeah. They did a Happy Meal collection of Animal Kingdom toys. Um, I'm yes. assuming right around the time that you know the park opened, but they, I, they I, were I, on it with the so McDonald's cool. partnerships back there. On it back then, they really, really were. Yes, it, it was awesome. Um, so I'm gonna try to include links to some of this, like these early ads and like products that they had, because I think that that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I mean, that's that was just something I wanted to note with from the marketing side of like what McDonald's did and then like some of the other partnerships they had to make, you know, Animal Kingdom based products, mm-hmm. I guess, to get people talking about Animal Kingdom. And I think unless, Kate, you have something else, I feel like we covered pretty much everything. Obviously, Animal Kingdom was a wild success. It is one of the most like visited theme parks in the entire world. And I think that really is such a testament to the fact that it is so, so, so unique. Even, you know, all of these years later, there's nothing else like Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like if anything, you know, you could just cover what attractions aren't there anymore. But I mean, that's quite a lot of them. I, I have them in my blog post that I'm going to put in the show notes so people can actually see what yes, attractions girl, were open. shameless plug for Kate's <laughs> blog. And tell, us, Check it tell out. us too on Instagram, maybe if you have a favorite. Do you have a favorite attraction that's not there? Because honestly, yeah. I don't really know. I didn't go to Animal Kingdom until I was like 18. So I mean, I went when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. So like... So yeah, the first time I ever went to Animal Kingdom was actually on my seventh birthday, July 14th. The day that she was traumatized yeah. by it's tough to be a and, bug. Yeah, and I we didn't really go back to that park again for years because it was hot as heck when we went in July, and my mom was like, "I do not need to come back here." So I really <laughs> haven't, I really haven't been going to Animal Kingdom much until the past maybe like five to seven years that I've been an adult at twenty eight years old that I've been an adult and you know done my own thing. Um, so yeah, no, definitely let us know. Um, if you guys have a favorite attraction, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I really enjoyed talking about the opening of this park. One thing I will point out though, is like, to me, it's wild that we have not had a new opening of a Walt Disney World park since, because I I think about that all the time, like from 1971 to 1998, you know, it would in my opinion, we should have gotten a new park within, mm-hmm. you know, the first 10 years after DAC based on that timeline. It's just wild. But I guess it just goes to show it depends on who's in charge because, I mean, yep. Michael Eisner came in at 84. He made X amount of new parks happen within, you know, And I feel like Bob Iger really was you know? more focused on getting IPs for the company. Exactly. And right, it was really all acquisition. Yeah. He crushed that. We got Marvel, we got Star Wars. We, I mean, um, yeah. you know, so, so many. But it would be really, really fun, especially as we see other local um other local theme parks announcing new parks i have yeah. been like hoping like i feel like yeah. it would be really really cool if just because we went from two parks to four parks in you know so fast than, yeah so fast yeah pretty fast so i don't know i'd love to see another park get added to the lineup 
you know, eventually. But I guess it just has to have the right message. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, just domestic for all the domestic parks, like, you know, DCA was the most recent one. And that's already 21 years ago. I know. So there mm-hmm. has not been a new, you know, United States based Disney park in 21 years as of a few days ago. But I will crazy. say mm-hmm. in defense of Iger, and this is saying a lot because we know that I am usually talking about my boy Mikey, but in defense of Iger, he had Iger to too. pick up. Oh, yeah, we love Iger, too. But mm-hmm. I will say oh, in his defense, he had to pick Mikey. up. I get it. I get yeah, it. he had to pick up the pieces of dca and turn that entire park around and that was a Mm -hmm. very big project Mm -hmm. that didn't even really get completed until i guess 2012 was when they did the cars land thing but even now i mean they just did avengers canvas campus so that could technically Mm -hmm. count and that's true too is we've seen in the last few years so many major redos yeah major because like dhs has gone it's no opening day attraction in dhs still exists like that park is completely different in a good way. I mean, it, it's it's a good change. But my point yeah. is, I guess that's probably why they weren't putting money into new parks other than Shanghai, because Shanghai opened under mm-hmm. Iger. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. My point is, Eisner was about building out the parks, and Iger has been about bettering the existing parks. So mm-hmm. they both have their I feel like he was places. about, like... Uh, I feel like Michael Eisner was all about doing new, 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 more, 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 yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. Which and they needed at Bob that Iger was all right. about like expanding upon what they had, getting new yeah. IPs and yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. I hope one day we have a new park. That'd be really cool. Especially here in Orlando. It would be so cool. Like that's wild to think about like a, a whole nother park. Yep. It's so been cool. so long. That would yeah. be so I'm still cool. waiting on Westcott out here. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Amazing. And so that's our show. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening along with us. It means the absolute world to us that even one person listens to our little passion project. We are so thankful. We keep trying our very best to better the show, to bring you all more content with with the same quality. So we're really so appreciative that you're here. As always, you can come chat with us over at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode or one of our other episodes, the best way that you could let us know is with a review on Apple Podcasts. Guys, we are so grateful for all the reviews we've gotten so far. And by you leaving us a five-star or whatever you want star review and just a few sentences about what you enjoy about our podcast, it helps to let Apple know who needs to be finding out about the Carousel Mm -hmm. Project. Right. And by whatever you want, star, she clearly means five stars. So I mean, just, do what you feel, but, but right. if I could choose, but, I would choose five. Yeah, if, exactly. I, if I could choose, I would also choose five. <laughs> Actually, I would. Same. And as always, share this podcast with people you know. Tell your friends about it. Tell your moms about it. Tell your mom's friends about it. Tell your friends' moms about it. Like, get us out there. Tell, tell everyone you know we need to expand our audience and you know keep bringing you great content. Yeah, we do. So <laughs> I guess <laughs> so I guess that's it. And I will just say take care. Take care. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. You. Bye. Bye. Take care. Love you.